With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, dude, how you doing? I'm fine. Good, good. Are you sure? Uh, am I sure that I'm fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you sound a little bit robotic there. Am I on speaker? Yeah, uh, you are, but I'm just about to put headphones. I'm on my iPad, um, so... Um, Posh boy. I was... <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, I was making notes, that's all. Like, ah, that sort of notes. Uh, uh, no, have we started? No. <laughs> always, always. Have we started? Are we away? Yeah. Are we away? Are we, yeah. we live? That's what she said. Live yeah. from Saturday. Live from New York. Yeah, exactly. There was a podcast I listened to where they always say live from Madison Square Garden, but they're really not because one's in like LA and one's in New York. But every time they always say live from Madison Square Garden for some reason. Sorry, I'm just making notes. Um, right. I. I did that once. <laughs> Never again. Oh, my drink's not in here. Right, okay, that's fine. Um... <laughs> I was. Um, well, it's important to stay hydrated. I, it is. Um, I'm just. I have a little bit of a cough as well, so excuse me if I just <coughs> do that now and again. Yes. Um, I won't lie. I've just spent the last hour watching Saturday Night Live clips like a sad person. Oh, not not like a rerun of the thing you watched yesterday. No, some t- but, new stuff, right? No, some yeah. of the obviously some of the clips on it last night made me go. Oh, I really want to see what all that was about and discovered Gilda Radner and uh, see Saturday Night Live never really made it over here did it no Sky, it's, which is a damn shame Sky for the, although in saying that the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary was trending in the UK last night about wow so I couldn't have been the only one watching it from here no, long, long live torrents um, <laughs> it's 1.8 gig that's how because it was a three and a half hour show um but by the time you take adverts out, it was probably two and a half. <laughs> so uh, I, might, I might legitimately buy that 1.8 gig DVD at some point and uh, watch it for myself. I'm sure it will. Come, I'm sure it will come out. Um, it was it was great stuff. I've just been having fun going back to like season one in 1975. It's crazy, isn't it? Because I've read a lot of biographies and stuff, and they'll start they'll go on about Lord Michaels and blah blah blah, and then, you know uh, James Belushi and. The amount of names coming from Saturday Night Live are insane. Chris Farley. Um, yep, yeah. yeah, we will. We will. Um, yeah, we'll. Um, we'll save that for the show. We can maybe use that. Um, it's, it's, it's always the show. I, I'm just. I'm just making. <laughs> I'll make notes as we go. I'm just trying to get some sort of structure. Um, so I've got intros. Uh, what is the structure you speak of? <laughs> structure for the show. I just need to Google that word. I don't get it. Darling, I'm in television. Everyone has to have a structure. Um, <laughs> intros, what the show is, and then talk about movies, talk about TV. Uh, and then I've got games and comics, which is something I can't cover because I don't play enough games and I don't read enough comics. Um, yeah. But we could 
potentially bring in guests who are of that ilk. Um, and then, so if anybody out there likes comics or plays games, want, not mind games, because that's, that's weird. That's weird. That be, um, Any women out there want well, to come on a podcast, and, uh, uh, yeah. please. Any ladies out there? Yes. No. I'm very good at mind games. I'm a bit lonely. Uh, please. <laughs> I don't want to travel too far. But if you're on Wales, come on down. I, I do find it quite bizarre that I think we've managed to pimp you out at Sci-Fi Wales. We really have. <laughs> and I'll get stuck. That's I'll get funny. stuck with someone really inappropriate. And I won't say any more. Um, And then culture exchange. So I'll say to you, you go watch this. And you say to me, you go watch this. Um, And then in episode two, we will have watched it. And we'll carry that one. Um, And then just... I I also want to come up with um, each episode Mm -hmm. is one geek film so you know let's like we'll have a quick chat about one of the stereotypical geek films okay and does it deserve to be a geek film and what do we think of it now so each episode we'll do one of those um yep because i was gonna say right on our brand new show i've got a brand new segment called the culture exchange uh does it deserve to be a geek film yeah it's good anything else uh, well, people listening to it on my feed are going to get really confused. Like, what's this new show like? This is episode number 265 <laughs> or whatever. Yes, it, uh, maybe 265 so yes. for you, but it's number one yes. for everyone else. Exactly. It's, it's a new format that we're trying. A uh, new permanent co-host being you Hello. and being me from your side. Yes. So that's kind of weird. Um, so, yes, it is kind of an episode number one. <laughs> However, it is kind of an episode 265 um, or thereabouts for me as well. So, so fun and games. Do, do you want to start properly? Um. Yeah, we've been chatting for. Ooh, we started five and five minutes and eleven seconds ago. Properly. Um. Yeah, I want to. I'd like a definition of geek. What do you feel? Uh, the clock is a geek. What is a geek? Um. Oh God, that's that's a loaded question. A ge- and has it changed over the years? Because I remember being as a kid. If you were a geek, you got battered. <laughs> You're a geek, smack. Uh, let alone like we both are geeks with glasses we'd get <laughs> twice yes um, especially, in, especially in scotland where we're both from geeks, geeks are, <laughs> yeah don't let the accent fool you he is from scotland no. um Hi. are you still there sorry it's been, yeah yeah, uh, cool. yep, still, yeah um but we'll very quickly do intros then and then we'll jump into what a geek is we'll we do that yes. uh, okay. you, you can start your intro to your brand new podcast my brand new podcast. Uh, this is the podcast with no name. The Geek with no name at the minute because we've not come up with a name. It's the Geek Basement. Uh, I like the Geek Basement. The Geek Basement. See, I came up with a cracker of Fifty Shades of Geek, but that's a little bit topical. That so could, in six months' time, nobody would give us stuff. That could easily be the you name know. of this episode. Just saying. It could. Um, if you wish the Geek Basement episode one to be Fifty Shades of Geek, uh, I wouldn't argue. And, uh, and, like, each episode have a different name. I also came up with Geek to the Future, which I oh, thought was quite good. That's episode two. <laughs> that is episode two. There's loads of like Geek Shank Redemption, you know. So you could just keep, uh, you could just keep rattling off. Just put Geek in there, um, you know, and you could pretty much any film title, and that would kind of work, I think. And what does he do? Uh, um, yes. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm Stuart. Everybody knows, hopefully, who I am. Um, I'm going to be co-hosting an awesome panel with Fraser, Mister Cops and Monsters himself. Uh, so Geek Basement. Right. Yes. So, Fraser, why did you want to podcast? Uh, well, as a geek myself, um, and having been asked to produce a few podcasts and having done some different podcasts, I just wanted a, a, a platform 
if you will, um, just to talk about geeky stuff. It's 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 my favourite thing in the world is geeky stuff, and we'll get into what a geek is. Um, and I just wanted to take a, a, a moment in time to speak about geeky stuff with my fellow geeky friend. Um, but not not like train spotting. Well, maybe the film train spotting. Maybe the film not, train spotting. Yes. Not the actual sport, Olympic sport train spotting. Um, so it's not that sort of geeky stuff. More like police boxes and, and <laughs> Tardis, you know, if you sh- will. shared universes and all that sort of stuff. So yes, I've made some notes as well. And I've got about six topics. Whether they get used in this episode or not, who knows? Because we don't know where this is going to head. But uh, I'm happy to save them. It's a pilot. Future. We'll figure yes. it out. Um, I wanted to podcast because I wanted a bit of a break from writing scripts um, and being, you know, a runner in telly. I just wanted to be a bit of a, an escape uh, where I can take an hour out of my day and just talk about comics and film. Well, <laughs> comics, uh, films and TV shows and whatnot, uh, yes. and see who else wants to join in in our banter and see what. So talk- Talk about comics. Oh, what have you read, Fraser? Uh, <laughs> nothing. nothing. However, what have you read? Uh, nothing. However, I do have a comic somewhere in the house. Yes, well, I will. However, I will briefly touch on comics, if you don't mind. Uh, where I have been reading Spider-Man Secret War, um, which is in a universe where all the Spider-Men and women and robots from like multiple parallel universes all have to come together to fight uh, a force who is trying to go into all these universities and kill them. Um, and it spanned from an app on the I- I- Apple Store uh, just called Spider-Man, where you have to go around and do Spider-Man type things. And they made a comic. They either made a comic out of that or they made the game out of that. I don't know which one came first. And that was really good fun. And there was five issues, and it was really interesting to see different takes on it. And then it went, and it will continue in this comic. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to start buying another comic. I just wanted to read that particular strand. Um, so I have read a comic. I do have credentials. So yeah, fantastic. I used to read the Beano. Was that classed as a comic? It's not really a graphic novel, is it? I suppose. Um, I think the Beano counts. Yeah. I used to read the Dandy. I did. I, I had the Dandy was my comic of choice when I was growing up. Um, you know, and Desperate Dan and stuff like that. So. Is, is it done now? Is the Dandy and the Beano, is that done? Do we know? Um, there was an annual out a couple of years ago that I still remember seeing, but I'm not sure if that's still running or not. I think it's... They all, should have like a shared universe or something. I think, they, it's, really? I think it's all online now. I think Because it's in Dundee is where they do it in Scotland. And right. um, I, think, I think that's all going to shut down now. I might be wrong. I mean, what do you think about the change from um, like paper comics to doing it online? Um, do you think it, it works just as well flipping on an iPad or collectors won't like it because collectors like to have it's like you know people who read books and people who are on Kindle. Um, that's your debate. Um, I prefer it because it saves so much space and it's usually cheaper than forking out for an entire comic series. So I'm I'm fine with it. What about you? Um, I I'm the same with movies. Really, I prefer having a physical copy. But if I'm going on holiday or I'm going travelling anywhere, then I do have a device which I fill up with lots of films. So I'm a bit of both. But ideally, I would rather have a humongous bookshelf filled with like books and and movies and stuff like that. So. So you're sitting on the fence, but leaning more towards you like the physical copy. Yes, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I love Netflix. There's thousands of films on Netflix, but they take them off. 
Yes. And, you know, if your internet's not working, you ain't watching anything on Netflix. Like, I've suffered from that in the past few weeks. But I could still go into the, the cupboard and pull out a DVD and watch it and all the special features and all that sort of stuff. So um, I do lean towards the actual physical media. My problem with Netflix, and I'm stealing this slightly from my other podcast, um, is that beforehand, when you have, you know, you, you know this, you've got all your DVDs and a bookshelf and whatever, and you'll go, right, I'm going to watch something tonight, and you'll stand in front of that bookcase for a good half an hour trying to make yeah. your mind up before ultimately you go, sod it, I'm just going to watch something else. Yeah, all the time. And, and, and now Netflix is, you just scroll through page after page after page after page, and then you go, yeah. sod it, I'm just going to watch an episode of Phineas and Ferb. So that's that's the end of your. So that's my problem with Netflix. But for six, Pretty but for much. six pound, it's amazing. Um, I, I quite like Netflix. Um, do you want me to go back to speaking about what it means to be a geek? Go for it. Yeah. Um, so right, we've done intros and we've said what the show is, so that's good. Uh, no, geek- for anybody listening, we'll soon get rid of the structure log. Yes. <laughs> well, I like structure. It's in my. It's in my genes. <laughs> Good luck. I'm very, I'm, I will rein you in, sir. I have training. Yes. I have experience. Uh, I think what it doesn't make a geek is somebody who wears a t-shirt that says geek. Uh, I don't no. think any geek I have ever known or who, who I know or who I will ever know will ever wear that t-shirt. Um, and I just think it's someone who's passionate about whatever it be, trains. That That's possible. Uh, comics and films and TV shows and, you know, um, people who, who like to obsess much like us, over the medium of film and TV and books. I think that's what a geek is. Um, so it's, it's not so much somebody that quite likes the Big Bang Theory then, so that you wouldn't say, well, that qualifies you as a geek, if you um, like the Big Bang Theory. I think, I think that's an entry-level show. Um, <laughs> like the, as, as a person who's frequented dating websites, um, revealing a little bit about myself already, um, feel like I'm on the couch, Um a lot, a lot of a lot of the the ladies are like, oh, I love watching shows like uh, The Only Way Is Essex, Made in Chelsea, Big Bang Theory. I'm like, they don't mix. They do not mix. These are shows that no, do, they don't. They do, they do not mix. But apart, you know, a lot of them will happily sit and watch it. So it is. It kind of pokes fun at what a geek is. That is what that show does. But at the same time, those characters are heroes to us geeks in a way. Um, they they succeed in things and that's something that I think uh, the geeks can kind of look up to them. They can, yeah. yeah it's, it's kind of like the, the geek version of Downton Abbey, isn't it, really? <laughs> that, that is a show. <laughs> Big Bang Theory. That is a crossover. I'd pay good money to see. <laughs> so would I. I'm, Sheldon in Downton Abbey. Sheldon as uh, Spock beaming down as, in a landing party. Uh, yeah. That's what would happen. Yes. So that is what a geek is. So anybody listening, that's what you can pretty much expect um, from these these podcasts, I'll, which is good. I'll be advertising as as a geeky podcast. So if you know if you're a, if you know you're a geek if you're listening to this, um, if yeah. you've come from my side of the universe. Uh, <laughs> exactly. We've pretty much divided the universe, haven't we? You have that half, I'll have the other half. Yes, and never the twain shall meet. No, of course not. No. Um, so, what, what movies have you been watching, Stuart? That was nice. Hmm. That was a link. That's what we call that. Geeky the- ones. Geeky ones. I was struggling on that because a lot of the films I've watched haven't been geeky ones. Which is, and I've watched a lot of British thrillers. I watched like football hooligan films this afternoon. I've watched a lot of horror films for the horror podcast. Um, 
things like the equalizer good film not really a geeky one though um but movie wise i want to touch upon a slight topic um you did mention it before with the spider-man mm-hmm. is what's your thoughts on the shared universes the whole marvel dc, DC the you know, oh, in 2037, we're going to be releasing this film. Da, da, da. And then everybody gets excited going, oh, is it 2037 yet? What's your take <laughs> on this whole <laughs> thing? I, I am obviously very excited um, because when the Avengers came together and it was Iron Man and Thor and Hulk and Captain America, all, you know, all, all on that big screen with Scarlett Johansson, um, and they were taking down Loki. That you know, that was an exciting prospect for everybody. Um, yeah. But they keep building on that and building on that and building that. And then we've got Avengers two, which does the same. And they've got it all the way lined up to like twenty nineteen or something ridiculous like that. And then Spider Man's obviously come back, so they pushed <laughs> a few films back to accommodate him. Um, I, I kind of feel that the wheels are coming off the bus a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I would, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like the Marvel movies, and I'm looking forward to watching Avengers two. Um, but I couldn't give a monkey's what's coming out in 2019. No, it's because too far it's away. 2019, and as you said, it might even come out. Because where's Spider Man, um, like three and four, and Suicide Squad, and the the Venom movie, and and all this sort of stuff that they announced? You're like, eh, well, second one didn't do as well as we thought critically, so just, we're probably going to not do that. Just so we don't get chastised here, you do know Suicide Squad's DC. Oh god, see that's how <laughs> bloody yeah, that's how freaking good. Oh, Sinister Six, that's the one. That's there the, we yeah. go. That was kind of close. Oh, so they both S- the, they were both SS titles. The, not the, a ger- the, that's not a German the uh, phrase. Would have been insane. They probably would have been. If but that, yeah, if that went um, the, the Sinister Six one. But you've got DC as well, and they've so. also lined things up to twenty twenty or something. Oh, exactly. Uh, just and it's ridiculous, you know. and like, I, like uh, geeks are. I think the superhero thing is becoming very saturated, and yeah. I don't. I'm kind of screaming out for something independent. Um, I mean, I like I like the films, but I just think, especially when um, I think it was DC that announced all their silly roadmap plans first with that whole big spreadsheet thing. All the podcasts for like that week period were just fully devoted to films that were coming out in 2018. You're like, oh come on, I, know. I want to know what's out this summer. I want to know what's out at Christmas, or you know, not in four years at that time. I find that interesting because sometimes I struggle to tell you what's coming out this year. But yeah, I can I tell you what's coming out in 2019. Although I'm because I'm a I frequent. That's a word I've now used twice. Um, Cineworld. There, there's always that movies in 2015, and they have. They don't have trailers or clips or whatever. It's just like pictures. So it's like Terminator from 1984, but it's not Terminator from 1984. It's Terminator from 2015. Um, yeah. So I, I am aware that we've got Jurassic World coming out, which uh, I don't know. Um, and we've got Avengers coming out. We've got a new Bond film coming out, which I class as a geeky film. Oh, hell yeah. Um, maybe not so much now because they went down the born identity route. Uh, we've got Star Wars, which is obviously the big ooh, film it is. Um, of 2015. And the, but the thing that annoys me about DC, which is probably going to get us the most complaints, is that they've got their TV world and they've got their film world, and they're two completely separate beasts at the moment. So you've got a very, very successful TV show called The Flash, 
on now, which after a handful of episodes already got renewed for a second season, which is rare in America because if you don't perform well, you're gone. Um, But when it comes to the Flash movie in 20-whenever, it's going to be a completely different actor. Yeah, see, I find that weird. It's like, by all means, have, like, I remember jumping back to to Marvel or whatever, or by all means, have Daredevil set in one universe and not touch the Avengers at the minute. But don't have, like, a Daredevil TV show and then make another Daredevil movie and make them totally different. That's just going to confuse the crap out of everybody so dc needs a slap it's also a bit of a, a slap in the face to everyone involved in that show the flash yeah because it's a very well put together show um you know i, I don't even think it, it did get a pilot and the pilot leaked and they it got picked up based on the back of that i think um but it was a it's a very very good show and i think it's a bit of a slap in the face where marvel are being far more clever about it and they're integrating agents of shield with their, their movie universe and Peggy Carter who was in Captain America she has her own show and she and she's going to be in Avengers 2 so I think the kind of they've got it sussed that way but I, I think I think it's just a bit bizarre saying well this is our universe this is our movie flash and this is our TV flash and it's different it's like going here's a Doctor Who movie running alongside the Doctor Who TV show but it's completely it's not they're not related I just think that's the same. Yeah, it's, I mean, DC are pretty much just running to catch up with Marvel, aren't they? Because Marvel started, it's like 2000 and... Oh God, what year was the first Iron Man? Uh, 2000, 2008, I think. Yes. Um, although, fact, technically, the Hulk was... Hulk. Was, did the Hulk, was the Hulk first? Not the Eric yeah, Bana yeah. one, but the Ed Norton. Oh, no, that no, was no. the first one, wasn't it? Uh, well, or was the, it? The, there was Hulk, which they kind of acknowledge with Eric Bana, which cracked me up, yeah. because of Bruce Banner. Uh, and then, then they did Iron Man, and then they did The Incredible and Hulk. Then. Yeah. And then Iron Man two, which was terrible, yeah. <laughs> and then Thor, Captain America, yada yada yada. Yes, definitely. That's what. Um, that's... So they've obviously had a few years to do what they're doing, and DC are like, oh, quick, let's just catch just, up. Just this week, let's just do it now. Yeah. And it's just like, well, yeah. who's popular? Batman and Superman, brilliant. And it kind of feels like Justice League is just uh, is just an insane concept because they're just going to make it's just like, go, oh, here's a film. And they're going to spend so they're either going, they're going to do two things. They're going to spend an entire film, two thirds of the film, telling you who all the characters are who you don't know. So you don't know who Batman is. Well, you know who Batman is. You know who Superman is. But you don't know who. Um, I'm struggling to think of people. Yeah, oh, there's loads, <laughs> isn't there? Because every every week for a little while, it would be like, and they're going to put like this character in it and that character and you're like what but i feel they're, um, they're backpedaling so got- because with dawn of justice which is what they're calling the batman superman film they are putting in everybody you've got wonder woman in there uh you've got Aqu- aquaman, aquaman is in there apparently <laughs> you've you know they've got that uh got that android guy can't even remember his name the cyborg cyborg yeah cyborg yeah they're kind of chucking everything in and i think that's their way of making Batman versus Superman Justice League 0.5 I think they should just set the film in a fashion parade and have all the characters like come out one by one come out one by one by one a little bit of credits at the beginning a little bit of a blur but then you're done then you could do it all in 20 minutes hi I'm Aquaman and if I was chosen as Mr. Superhero of the Universe 2015 I would watch World Peace Uh, exactly (laughs) what they're going to do Yep, exactly. That's the sort of thing that would I think could work, and you could do it in three D as well because you could like it would be immersive. So, um, yeah, so I'm you, gonna 
tweet Zack Snyder later on for that one. So you've not watched Don't, because I'll start talking about the mess that was the new <laughs> Superman film. Oh, I like that. Oh, not, but, not the fact that you thought it was a mess. I liked the film. Um, uh, oh, get a tripod. Seriously. <laughs> um, so you're telling me is that you haven't watched any in particular geeky films? Not that I, I watched um, just before we started recording again the uh, Resident Evil uh, Retribution, whatever it is, okay. the, the latest one. Was that the latest That's one? Kind of geeky. Were the, uh, that latest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, based on a video game. That's geeky. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it is Women in Horror Month, so every sort of, I mean, it's not quite horror, this one. The first one kind of was, but then they sort of went into video games. Video games. Action films and whatnot, but I still like them. Um, so all the films I'm trying to watch between now and the end of February, I'm going to try and have as woman-focused. So that's why I thought a bit of Mila Jovovich, a bit of Michelle Rodriguez, can't go wrong there. Um, and a, just a flashy film. So that's kind of a geeky one. Did you feel Did you feel ripped off slightly when the taglines was like evil goes global or something like that and then really spoilers if you've not seen it by now did you did did you feel a bit ripped off that it was all just like simulations of different parts of the world um no i I went into each resident evil movie thinking i'm pretty sure i'm going to be the only one on the planet other than jovovich and uh paul anderson that likes these films (laughs) They do seem to be widely hated by yeah, now, but the, I love them. Well, the, the, the gamers hate them because of the liberties that, and the license that the movies take, and they just they just take what they like from the games and try and turn that into what people call a generic horror film. But they're they're just a bit as a fluff. They're not to be taken seriously, like you said. Oh, you, you wouldn't double bill it. You go, well, I'm going to watch the best double bill ever: Resident Evil uh, Five and Twelve Years a Slave. Let's just. <laughs> You're not going to do it, are you? You want to watch something you can just stare at, switch your brain off, and just turn up your telly loud. And that's what and fr- that's what works. films are about. They're escapism to make you forget about your miserable, sad, pathetic life for two and a half that's hours, right. which is why we yes. watch them. That's um, why I watch so many films. Well, I saw a film today, which Me. definitely is categorised and geeky, uh, and it was Project Almanac. Um, okay. Don't let the fact that Michael Bay produced it fool you. Um it is a fairly decent affair. Um, it, it was a bit longer than I expected, for because the the premise is it's a found footage film, and there's geeky characters in it who are in school who are all having a hard time for one reason or the other. Um, they find an old uh, camcorder in their attic, and it's one of the main characters' seventh birthday, and he catches his modern self in the reflection of the mirror in one of the shots and so they go about investigating it and they find out that their dad was inventing a time machine in their basement wow and it goes you know it's typical teen affair after that where what would you do if you had a time machine oh I'd do this I'd want to win the lottery oh I'd want to go back in time and save people and um, it plods along at a fairly slow pace and in the last 15 to 20 minutes is obviously right well now we have to have a resolution but you know what it was fun i think i think the found footage genre is finished i don't think they can do anything more with it i think chronicle did a really good job of playing with it and making it self-aware um but it, this film could have easily not been a found footage angle i think i think that's how they got their money 
uh, <laughs> to make it. But it was good. Yeah. Uh, the the kids in it, the kids, they're probably all about 21 <coughs> too. Um, but it was good. I enjoyed it. It was good fun. Would you, would you, I mean, what would you do if you had a time machine? That's the ultimate question. Uh, same old question. I would go back to 1986 and I'd see Queen play at Wembley. Very good. It's not bad. Not and, bad. And I would invent the iPhone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. There's a hot tub time machine style question. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, t- hot tub time machine too. It's coming out soon. Um, what? What about you? Where would you go with your time machine, uh, Mister Bannerman? I would go back to um, 1976, and I would become friends with George Lucas, and I would say, "Tell you what, George, this little film that you're making, yeah. uh, don't worry about. <laughs> I'll take the meeting at Fox for you." And you know what I'll do? I'll get you half the toy rights. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd do. I'll guarantee I'll get you half of it, George. And, I'll take and uh, he'd half. be really happy, and then I'll take the other half. Um, and then I would give you enough money to uh, invent the iPhone. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd probably go back and and try and build myself a career somehow so that now I don't have to think. I've no money. I would like to have to actually have an income, which would be great. Well, um, yeah, something like that. Isn't isn't money fun? Um, no. Speaking to my not. good friend Michael Slevin, you'll appreciate that shout out. Um, who is also in the telly business uh, as a runner, researcher, folk, and um, we were discussing today just the, just just a complete lack of work at the moment. Um, so as much as it is fun playing filmmaker, it's it's also really hard to have enough money in your pocket and your bank to sustain that exactly so there's a warning so yeah I'd also I'd, I'd go back with you and I'd, I'd put £10 in a bank <laughs> in 1976 <laughs> yeah maybe a hundred quid um, and, let, and let that baby grow yes hell yeah um, so you would recommend watching Project Almanac would you recommend watching it at cinema or is it okay if you just wait uh, for it on DVD you can wait for it on DVD there's nothing it's not in 3D or anything like that. It wasn't in the box. Um, unfortunately, um, the majority of the screenings at Sydney World in Glasgow is Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey. So mm-hmm. there was only four screenings for this. Um, <coughs> I didn't even know it came out. I saw the trailer for it. Uh, and whenever there is a new film out, if it catches my eye, I will go. Um because I've got a cinema card and I do that sort of thing, but no, you can you can definitely watch it at home. You're not going to miss out on anything um, by sitting watching it in, at home, and you won't have to deal with people on their phones um, <laughs> while you're trying to watch a film. Exactly. So while you touched upon it, are you going to go and watch um, Fifty Shades of Grey? No, and no. I'm leave it at that. I'm not interested. Um, no. I, I wasn't interested in the book. Um, the reviews have more than confirmed what I believe. Um, they showed a clip of it in Graham Norton, and it was just damn right ridiculous. Like I just I don't understand how it got. But I know how it got made. This book made lots of money. Let's make it into a film, a trilogy of films. Putting that out there. There's lots of brilliant indie filmmakers out there doing indie web stuff and shorts and films and features who are struggling to get the bare minimum of money. And I'm not just talking about me. Who's trying to get the bare minimum? I'm really not. I, I, I know what I've let myself in for. But they're struggling for the bare minimum of money to make their creative, original, passionate project. And Hollywood are just like, sequel, prequel, reboot, sequel, re- sequel, sequel, reboot, prequel. Um, God knows how they're going to explain Terminator Genesis. 
God knows how what uh, what do you, how do you how do you pitch that? Um, a preboot or whatever. I don't know. But the thing is, with Fifty Shades, it's like, why did they do that? Well, because it was a forty million dollar movie, and in its opening weekend worldwide, it's made like two hundred and forty million. There you go. Yes. So you know who's to blame? The audience. <laughs> well, um, pretty there much. There was an uh, there was an article in the news today. We're at a local cinema in my dear dear city, um, where three women were arrested at a screening. Um, allegedly, I would say allegedly, so we don't get into any trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, because apparently, uh, a gentleman was there with his wife, I think, and he turned around and told the woman to be quiet when they were watching the film, and they proceeded to glass him. <gasps> that doesn't surprise me in Glasgow, actually. No. It, it, <laughs> calm down, you. Don't don't let the English accent fool you. Yeah. He is Scottish. Uh, I, I am. Um, I am yeah. it, it was just bizarre, and apparently they were vomiting in the aisles and everything. And I just thought, girls, you clearly just went and got absolutely piddled uh, or bungalowed, and then you went in, and yeah, it was shocking. I'm definitely not going now. That's a, that's no, the review you want. Fifty Shades of Grey turns you violent. <laughs> yeah, Fifty Shades of Huey. Yeah, yep. not good. So, poor man. But I've heard some good reviews. My thing on that is I've no interest in reading the book. I've no real interest in watching the film. But if everybody who watches it enjoys it, then me, you know, so it's fine. So, when it, when, when it comes on telly, will you watch it? I will. I'll watch it. And more than likely, at some point, I'll end up with a, a review disc for it. Or somebody will buy it and I'll watch it. And I'll, I'll judge it then. But I'm not excited to watch it because I've seen films like that before like Secretary with James Spader br- and Maggie Gyllenhaal and stuff that was a good film that was a really good film that's yeah. that's Ultron spanking Maggie Gyllenhaal being Chronicle I have I love Chronicle okay so that's not your homework Highlander Highlander I love that have you seen the new casting news for the Highlander remake Dave Bautista um, yes as the Kurgan um, yes I would I would prefer it if it wasn't a straight up reboot. This is this is just um, this is just me. If you're going to if you're, yep. you carry on the story, um, just like you know the the the, the, the stories of Indiana Jones being rebooted. Don't reboot it. Just have it as a new story. Um, we don't need origin stories. Um, yep. I'm alright with Highlander being rebooted. It, you know, it's a pulpy '80s film. The sequels can go and die in a fire. Um, no, see, I'm a defender of number two. I really am a defender of the second one. Uh, are you talking um, about the Renegade cut? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Although, to be fair, when I watched the original cut of Highlander 2, yes, it did confuse me that there were aliens, but I didn't hate the film because it's got Michael Ironside in it. He makes anything awesome. And then but, they just changed their minds know. and said, actually, we're not aliens, we're from the future, and we sent people back to the past. Which... Well, do you, know, do you know why that was done? Why? Because um, basically they went over budget before they'd even shot, because they'd <laughs> they'd invested all the money in like Argentina or whatever. There, there'd been like a financial crash, which wiped out a lot of their their money. The sets had already been built, but the script hadn't been finished and all that sort of stuff. And then the insurers um, basically did whatever they do and took ownership of the film, and then had it cut to just get it released and that's where all the zeist and aliens and stuff came from so years after the producers managed to get the film back 
and get rid of all that planet Zeist and, and do the Renegade cuts. Wow. It, was, it was a nasty insurance people that did that. Well, I okay. Well, here's a here's a, a homework film for you then, which ties into that story slightly, um, and it's Knights of Badastum, which <laughs> okay, <laughs> which has got Peter Dinklage before he went off to be in Game of Thrones. Uh, yep. And one of my all-time yet completely underrated actors, uh, favorite actors, Steve Zahn. Uh, oh, he's an awesome actor. Um, he's not in enough. Him, no, he's not. him, and my other favorite actor. Um, oh my god, his name is just completely com- slipped out of my head. So you like him that much? Then you can't remember his name. No, he is honestly one of my Sam uh, Rockwell. Yes, thank you. He's also, there you go. He's also one of my all-time favorite films uh, actors who are who's just not on enough. Um, but Night, Nights of Badastum is about a group of geeky friends who do the real-life role-playing games. So, you know, they go to the car park in America and they're all dressed up as clans and they get quests. So it's like Dungeons & Dragons, but in real life, like a real-life version of it. Um, and Steve Zahn's character accidentally summons a succubus who takes the form of their friend, ex-girlfriend, who dumped him yep. that very day. Um, and it's got Summer Glow in it from Firefly and Serenity and many other things. Um, Terminator, yep. And it's it's a, it's a good film right up until the very end because apparently the film was taken out of the director's hands um, and he they insisted in all these edits and cuts and changes where he just went, forget you, I'm done. And the last kind of five minutes is very clear on that. But it's a very, very good film. So that is my homework for you. I shall check that out. And also by the end of the show, I'll try and come up with something for you to watch as well. So it's it's not easy, is it? Because you don't know what the other person hasn't seen. <laughs> no, I know. We could, um, we could be here all day. Have you seen this? And it's tempting. As, as if you watch this, I'll just go down my entire DVD collection. You watch that one. You seen this one? You watch that one. Uh, and do it that way. So... Uh, I shall just keep my ears open and try and come up with something that you've not watched. I look forward to my um, homework. Yes, exactly. I've, I've not had homework to do in a very long time. Mm, no, I get homework on my horror shows. We get homework because we used to do this homework where we had to watch one American film, one subtitled film, and one British film, and they're all horror related for the next program. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. I used to fall down a lot on the subtitled one because I'm like, nah, can't be bothered. I don't want to you, read. If I wanted to read, you got a bit. If you wanted to, if you wanted me to read, I get a book. Uh, exactly. That, that actually happened uh, years and years and years ago when I was in the queue to see Nightwatch, the brilliant Russian vampire film, um, mm-hmm. and we knew it was in Russian. And you can always tell with these foreign films because the trailers will not have any dialogue in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would just look very shiny and awesome with lots of fight scenes, and people go, "Ooh, that looks good." And as we had picked up our tickets and we're walking away to go see the film, you just heard another couple going, "Subtitles? I don't want to read a book." <laughs> and they decided to go see something else instead. It's not like, so no. I used to have a real sort of uh, dislike against subtitle films until I saw some of the Hong Kong movies from John Woo, and then I'm like. Actually, these are really good films, so I must give subtitled films a chance. So, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, it'd be very easy just to rattle down a list of films that I've got that you might not have seen, but that'd be really dull for anybody listening. So, we shall uh, try and get some homework. What's What's on your list? What's next on your list? I've got a few. Oh, next on my list, uh, Gotham. 
you uh, so we're on to TV. Good. Yeah. Right. Talk to me about Gotham. I love Gotham. Okay. I'd I'd stockpiled the first ten episodes uh, legally, of course. Uh, so I'd stockpiled those and I'd burned through those in about three days. I'm so into Gotham; it's unbelievable. I'm now near enough up to date. Um, there's been fifteen episodes on. I've seen thirteen of them, and I'm really liking that film. To me, it's it's something like yeah, but it's just like. The other films, no. It's like the crime element of the Chris Nolan Batman films without Batman in it is the best way that you can just sum it up. So if you liked all the stuff with Falcone and all that type of criminal underworld um, without the big villains like Joker, then you should like Gotham. So I think it's awesome. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I just I couldn't get my head around it um, because it, it felt very... I just don't know. I just don't know what it, it's hard of stuff is because you kind of know where it's going to go. If you know the the end game is he becomes Batman, and I and I struggled to get around that. And I think I, I just didn't. I couldn't be bothered seeing Bruce Wayne's parents die again. Um, I did watch the pilot, and I just couldn't. Yep. It just didn't sit with me. But I'm very peculiar, Stuart. I don't like Game of Thrones, uh, and, oh. and I don't like Breaking Bad. And I don't like, oh. and, I, and I've not watched Better Call so I'm one of these. Oh. I'm one of these nasty Agents of Shield people, um, where I can watch that. Um, but I couldn't. I just. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is with, with Gotham, though, it's like on some of the later episodes, Bruce Wayne's not even in it. So it's. I think they learned not to just make this the Bruce Wayne story, um, and they do. The Penguin's amazing. He's really, really good. My favourite characters. Characters are easily um, Sean Pertwee's character. He's playing, Alfred. Uh, who's, who's Alfred the Butler? He's very, very good. Catwoman's really, really good because she's about fourteen or something. Yes, yeah. I think. Um, you know, we've seen Poison Ivy, who's a little homeless girl. She's probably about twelve, I think. Um, the Penguin. He's he's definitely the front runner though. But it is. It's all about like Falcone, the gangster battling against Maroni, the other gangster, and it's it's like the Sopranos set in Gotham, pretty much. Yeah, and without without the language. And that's that's what you know, Batman before Joker, Penguin, all those kind of big over the top villains. That it was Batman taking down gangsters, and that yeah. that that was interesting. I like. I think to me though, if it was if it was exactly the same show. But it wasn't set in the Batman universe. I think I would enjoy it just as much. Yeah. So I'm not like, oh my god, this is like the best thing since Batman. It's just uh, for me, it's just a really good crime drama. So how do you feel with the news that the Joker is being teased at the moment? Um, I think they need to be careful. I think they need to not rush in and put everybody in there. Um, uh, they yeah. do. Do you is it time for the Joker, or do you think? No. Do you think no? no? Yeah, no, I think... it can it can run another season and a half with the penguin at the minute because he's still at the head of his game. Um, the... I don't see why they need to tease the Joker. It's, I mean, it's, the show's been recommissioned. the The viewing figures are quite healthy, and I kind of felt like the Joker card. See what I did there? I kind of felt the Joker mm-hmm. card would to maybe, if they were flagging slightly, maybe they could bring bring him in then. But I don't see what they can do with him now. Um, and again, controversial. Jack Nicholson will always be the Joker for me. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't get around Gotham, but it is fun looking at all the news. Um, and I think I think the first episode kind of bothered me because every second, every scene, 
had this is Jim Gordon. Hi, I'm Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. Like, we get it. Why did you not just call it Gordon? <laughs> Why did you not just call it Jim Gordon? Yeah, true. Um, but you know the guy who plays him is competent. Ben McKenzie, is that his name? He is. Yeah, I remember him from the OC. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to watch that, and I'm like, wow. So he, and then he went on to some sort of cop thing, which I never watched. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but some sort of cop drama <clears throat> that he ended up doing. So is that all the TV shows you're watching? Um, I'm one. I'm two episodes behind on the latest season of The Walking Dead, um, which is good. But and I heard somebody describe the walking dead perfectly the other night and i totally agree with that it's a show that i enjoy watching but if i got up tomorrow and they went it's been cancelled it really wouldn't bother me i wouldn't be like no why they cancelled it i'd just be like eh what else is that it's it's good but it's it's hardly action-packed so you're a couple of episodes behind so i am yes i've seen so i shouldn't talk about the thing that happened Right. Okay. Oh, you you can if you can if you want because I, I read about, I read about that. I, uh, again, see, a show I don't watch, but I read enough Twitter to know yeah. when some. And apparently, everybody went mental. Yeah, I've I've read a lot of people just going a bit. I saw everybody go mental. I'm like, right, I need to know what they go mental about. But I care about that show not that much that I didn't want to. Oh, can't watch a spoiler. Oh no, don't don't ruin it, please. I don't really care. Somebody could go such and such died. I'm like, all right, okay. And I would still watch the episode. So, Well, I am watching The Flash, as I mentioned previously. Um, I didn't know if I was going to like it, but The Flash, DC and me don't get on. Um, I love Batman, but I love Tim Burton Batman. And I love the old 90s cartoon show Batman. Um, yep. I love the Batman games. Um, but that's kind of Superman's just a bit boring and a bit safe. <clears throat> and I really didn't like what they did with him in the new movie. Um, but The Flash, just I used to watch the old one in the 90s, which had Mark Hamill in it. Uh, oh, so do I. I remember them releasing those episodes on VHS, uh, actually. Yeah, well, they released them as movies. <coughs> they would do this really weird thing, like The Return of the Jokester, or something, The Return of the... Who knows? Um, yeah. But what's really nice about it is that they've got the actor who played him, uh, The Flash and Barry Allen in the original TV show, was now playing his dad. <laughs> um <laughs> And he's in prison because he got framed for the wife uh, the murder of his wife. Uh, and young Barry sees this happen. His mum died as a young boy, and he grows up to become a, a crime scene investigator, you know, forensic guy. Um, and he gets mysteriously struck by lightning and chemicals, and he becomes the Flash. Um, and they give away quite a lot at the start. You know, they they don't don't they don't hold things back. But, you know, it teases you enough to want to know what's going on. Like, there's a couple of big clunking reveals in the first handful of episodes. Um, and I suppose that's a good thing. Um, it's acted very well. The way I describe it is it's like Spider-Man, but as a TV show. Right. It kind of has yep. that feel about it. Um, I am bang up. I may have acquired it. Uh, so I'm up to date with the Americans. Um, and... Barry's went and got himself a girlfriend and the girl that he's had a crush on for years and years and years who just happens to be the daughter of of the man that took him in. Um, she totally cock-blocks him with his new girlfriend even though she showed no interest up to this point but the minute he gets a girlfriend of course she's suddenly interested and that really, anno- it really annoyed me <laughs> because they just didn't need to do it uh, no. and it kind of bothered me but it's a damn good show and the supporting cast is really fun Um and it's just it's just a good show, and I'm very much looking forward. To it. Time travel is going to be introduced into it, apparently. Oh wow! Because um, yeah. he can run that fast. 
and apparently that happens in the comics. So, um, and I'm watching Agent Carter, which oh, is right, yep. the show about Peggy Carter, Steve. Oh my God, what is it? Steve Rogers, that's his name. Captain yeah, America's yes. girlfriend from Captain America, Haley Atwell, who's brilliant in it. And it's the, it's only eight episodes um, telling this one story about Tony Stark's dad, Howard, who yep. gets accused of selling his weapons and secrets to the enemy. Um, so he goes into hiding and he gets uh, Peggy to in, pr- prove he's, he's not a bad guy, to clear his name. Um, and it's a Damn good show. Um, Peggy Carter is just unbelievably kick-ass. It, it's really nice to see, but I, I doubt if it will come back for any more because the ratings are just not strong enough. Oh, mind you, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ratings weren't very strong at the beginning. I think I think the saving grace for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is it's a Joss Whedon baby. And yeah. Joss Whedon has been through his fair share of cancellations. Angel, yeah. Dollhouse, Firefly, still not over. If there's any Firefly fans out there, tweet me. Let's let's be brown coats together. Um, so I, I think he's kind of got a pass now because they didn't know if the Avengers was going to be a success, and it was an astounding success. So I don't think they'll pull the plug on it just yet. I think they will get a natural conclusion. But that comes back um, on the third of March, a day after my birthday. Um, mm-hmm. after a really good kind of mid-season finale cliffhanger type thing. Uh, What's your thoughts on mid-season things? I, I'm not a fan of them. In America, it's a necessity. Yeah. It's just, sorry, my rabbit is chewing on my notepad. Um, it's the podcast's uh, mascot, Barry the Rabbit. Coming over to cause mischief. He just wants, <laughs> he wants fed because his bowl's empty and I'm going to have to be very unprofessional in a minute and I'm going to have to go top up his bowl. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I went to check on my limpy cat, so you don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, so mid, mid-seasons are fine. It's America, they, they, they do this sort of thing. They, they jumble about the ratings and the schedules and everything to see who can be most popular. Uh, and that's fine because what's really nice about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being off air this time is that we have eight episodes of Agent Carter to fill it. Very true, yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't like it when the UK try and do it, um, especially the Doctor Who series six and seven. They did that mid-season split nonsense, where we got six episodes, then seven or something like that, and then we got five episodes, then a Christmas episode, and then eight more episodes, and it kind of just really Doctor Who's not a show built for that. And it. Just... I remember when uh, I remember when Breaking Bad and Sopranos did it, and they would have the second half of the season one year later and I'm like how's that even the same season <laughs> it's like a different season uh, Battlestar Galactica did it as well if I remember rightly enough um, I'm just not a fan of it I just uh, not here anyway it just it takes it takes away momentum and flow you just yeah, it does. you know Doc, Doctor Who especially is designed to be a 13 show season uh, series and you get really excited and really into it and then they go well we'll be back in six months <laughs> It's like 10 years, isn't it, since Christopher Eccleston series now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they started filming it in 2003 uh, yeah. or 2004, and it, and it came out in 20, uh, 2005. Yeah, uh, like 10 years, damn. My favourite my favorite story that I heard recently uh, from Mal Young, who produced Series 1, amongst many others, was that when they were trying to get the, the BBC didn't have the rights to the show, believe it or not. Uh, okay. somebody in BBC Worldwide sold the rights to it and that's why we had that terrible 1996 movie with Paul McGann <coughs> which I, I right, wasn't mate. bad 
Yeah, yeah, just coughing and sputtering. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mind the Paul McGann thing. It's definitely not up there with all the other Doctor Who stuff. But Paul, at that time, there was no other Doctor Who. So you're like, ooh, this will supposedly have to do. Paul McGann was brilliant. And I'm listening to his audio series at the moment, um, which comes from 2008, so I'm really behind. But it's got Sheridan Smith in it, who's now the nation's yeah. sweetheart. Um, lovely. Hello, Sheridan. I hope I'll tell you a story about Sheridan after this podcast because there's no <laughs> way I'm telling you. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. So uh, they they finally they had to wait for the rights to come back. So the rights finally came back, and the BBC was like, "Okay, fine, you can have this amount of money." So they needed more money, and they went out to America to pitch it. Um, and Russell told it from the perspective of there's this girl. She's from London. She's got a mum, an overprotective mum. She's got a boyfriend who isn't really there for her. Um, and then one day, uh, a man arrives in a box and takes her off on adventures and all the time in space. And because <coughs> they didn't pitch it as, this is a show that's been running for 30, 40 years in, in Britain about a man and a, uh, an alien and a time machine, um, yeah. they, they took it from the perspective of the human rose. And that's what got people oh, interested. I just thought that was really nice. Yeah, that is quite nice. Yeah. Um, it is Christopher Eccleston's birthday today, we should point out. Hey, happy birthday. Um, who, not that he's listening, he, but you never He's know. not listening, and especially we're talking about Doctor Who, so he's never going to listen. <laughs> it's, a, it's a show that he's... Oh, is, he, is he, like, fell out with it then? Uh, yeah, he, won't, he will not go anywhere near it. Um, it's it's not his thing. You'll, you will never see him back uh, in the TARDIS. Um, it's, a, oh. it's a bit of a shame, because obviously we had the 50th anniversary last year. That's a lie. Two years ago now, November yeah. 2013, uh, and we had Tenet back, brilliant. <coughs> and we had we had eleven, we had a little bit of Capaldi, and we had John Hurt, and that was all fun and yeah. games. Um, but it would it would be nice if this year they did something to celebrate the ten years. But because they did the fiftieth so recently, I don't think we're going to get. I don't think we're going to get anything. But it, I mean, good on them. Ten years, mate. That's pretty good. Can you imagine how that would confuse like Joe Public? I got a minute. Ten years. It was fifty the other year. What? And then they would be like, "Yeah, that would mess with their heads." I don't. Th- I don't think they called it the fiftieth anniversary. I just think they called it an anniversary. I don't think. I mean, it was labelled the day of the doctor, so it could really fit in anywhere. Um, yeah, it could. But it, it would be nice. But David Tennant said he's not going to do it for a while, um, which is fine. He's went. He's more than proved himself. Uh, he's, he's been off starring in shit remakes of Broadchurch in America, hasn't he? At Grace Point, yeah. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, which got cancelled. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised. Apparently, it's terrible. Um, Broadchurch season two. I uh, is there's only a handful of episodes to go now, uh, which I will be watching after we finish this. Um, it's it's uh, had a difficult second album. <laughs> the first one was so good. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was talking about it. I kind of feel like it's just not there this time. I feel I'm now just watching it. Oh, I need to know how it ends. So, so is uh, is the second season of Broadchurch currently airing at this moment? Well, not this very not moment. This very, but, in, no. in two minutes, it will. The next episode right. will be resuming. But yes, yeah, series two. I think they're on episode yes. six or seven. Right, because I was chatting to John Fouts, one of the co-hosts of one of the other shows that I do, and he really, really liked season one. And I said, "Oh, by the way, it's the second season." And he went, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, as far as I know, it's finished, but it hasn't." So I shall tell him. Yep. Um, later on. Uh, what's What's good about this series is that they've got some new cast in, who are smashing it off the park. And if you're a Doctor Who geek or Torchwood geek, then you'll love it because they've got Arthur 
Um, Arthur Darvo. Christmas. Who, Arthur Christmas. Arthur, Christmas. Oh. Arthur Darvo, who played Rory Williams uh, in seasons five, six, and seven of Doctor Who. Uh, and we've got Eve Miles, who was uh, Gwen from Torchwood. To this day, I've never seen an episode of Torchwood. I've just continued your homework. Go watch, go watch episode <laughs> one of Torchwood. Um, yep. It's, I love Torchwood. I don't, not just because of, completely because of the Welsh connection. No, I love Torchwood. Season one was just, we're a grown-up Doctor Who and swearing about and sex about. Episode two, honestly, the villain is a, a gas, an alien sex gas. Okay. okay. Not even a joke. Uh, but, but season two was astounding. Um, then they did then they did series three, which was kind of a, it was an event where it was five episodes spread over a week. So it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and everybody watched it and it went down really well. And then season four was in America and it was just rubbish. It was ten episodes of nonsense and nobody liked it. However, every convention we go to, and you'll know this, we were at MCOM together in Nottingham last year. Two years ago? Mm-hmm. When did we go? I don't know. Last year. And, you know, they had the Doctor Who Torchwood panel, and people still want Torchwood. And that's that's credit to the people that made it. They did. I mean, Primeval, that's another one that did that as well. Where it, was, it started off really, really well and then just nosedived. It so. just, um, they got they got shafted in that show. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, ITV always try and catch up with the BBC when it comes to shows like that. Um, and they just they can't do it. Sorry. No. Um, homework wise, I've been pondering, thinking. Am I on speakerphone again? Uh, no. Yeah, I've got my headphones. My, right. my headphones okay. are plugged in. So. Uh-huh. I keep hearing myself now and again. So I, no I keep hearing myself. Um, I would suggest you watch, and I'm going to make it a bit of an easy one because I need to work <laughs> out what you've not watched and what you haven't. Any movie by director David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg. Yes, any film you choose that you've not seen I'm, by David Cronenberg. I might watch Scanners. Oh, see, I want to pick up Scanners again. I've not got Scanners. I've never seen uh, it. Yep. Obviously. And I love James Woods. So, James Woods? James Woods. No, no, that would be Videodrome then, probably, if you if you like James Woods. If you like James Woods and you're watching Scanners, um, that's a weird connection because he's not in okay, it. Okay, sorry. Oh, I might watch it. <laughs> I might watch Videodrome then. <coughs> yeah. What other film? What What was your homework? Torchwood and oh yeah, and, ba- uh, uh, Knights of Bad. Knights Aston. of Bad Aston, which I've written down. Knights. So Torchwood, I can remember, uh, but Knights of Bad, bad Aston. Bad ass dumb. Bad ass dumb. I'm not going to put into Google bad ass dumb. That could come up with some sort of weird video clips. And then and then you'll get arrested. So okay, yep, yep, yep. I'll I'll probably I'll give I'll I'll look at the old Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got Amazon Prime for a little bit longer. Um, so games and comics, as we said, we can't touch upon that because no. we're not experienced. I don't know. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about comics, but I just I don't have the time. I like reading books, but I just never have the time to. Well, I do have the time. I just choose to spend <laughs> it watching films and stuff like that. But I just don't have the spare time to read as much as I would and comics no i do own a few i've got a few of the csi comics and i've got a signed issue of the escape from uh, new york comic snake plissken chronicles i think it was called and i got that autographed by some of the authors that i picked up at a comic-con many years ago 
and yes, it is still cardboarded for those asking. Um, yeah, in the sleeve. In the sleeve. In the sleeve. Yep. And never will it see oxygen. Um, nope. I have an amazing fantasy art piece on my wall, which has got the very first appearance of Spider-Man way back then, uh, when a comic book cost you twelve cents. Um, so Spider-Man is my all-time favorite hero, and I did used to read Ultimate Spider-Man, and I have a box in my cupboard of every issue of the Ultimate Spider-Man comic, up to the yep. point where they killed off Peter Parker in that universe. Um, and I went, well, that's me. I'm done. <laughs> I don't, yep. I'm not getting on. I'm sorry, Miles. I'm not interested. Uh, well, we're uh, we're all about comics. Have you ever watched the TV show? It's on AMC. Comic Book Men. No. It's amazing. I love that. And I don't really know much about comics, but it's a really good way to learn. Um, I mean, it is a Kevin Smith sort of produced program, but he's not really in it that much. He does the, the intro and the bit at the end, like the epilogue. But it's more set in his shop, uh, Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash, and it's a really good show. It's, oh God, how many seasons have done? Sure, it's done like four seasons. Um, each episode's like 20 minutes long. Really, really good. So if you can uh, obtain, obtain. Com- comic book men, uh, legally, of course, of course. Uh, I would highly recommend watching all of those. Uh, I would definitely, uh, more than, yeah, I would definitely uh, give it a look. That's not a problem. I will look into that. Yeah. Um, so if anybody does, whoever's listening, mum, if anyone does listen, uh, who knows about games and comics and wants to come and join Stuart and I, uh, for a little little tête-à-tête about everything that's going on, um, then please let us know, uh, and we will contact some people who know about this sort of stuff. Des, I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at you. You're not here. Um, but you have a nice photo of him right next to your computer. Though, yeah. So. <laughs> so you kind of are looking at him. I do actually have a photo of Des. <laughs> There's a photo of Des and I. So, dressed. so you know. <laughs> then please, so no, Des... no, please let me let me put some context into it because that's really bad. So yes, just, just picture Des going. I love you. Um, no, Des, uh, <laughs> Des and I uh, went to MCM Scotland in September, and we were promoting my web series Cops and Monsters. And are you still there? I am, okay, yes. good. Sorry, just went silent. I'm not telling this story twice. And Des and I decided to dress up as the 10th Doctor. And he went in the brown suit and I went in the blue suit. And it counts because he's the Doctor, the 10th Doctor. And I was Metacrisis Doctor. It works. And afterwards, we went to this kind of party by a Glasgow comic book society. Maybe we should get in touch with them. They don't know about comics. And they, um, there's a photographer there called Alistair Watson who will take photos of you in your cosplay and he will add in effects and whatnot. Uh, so we went with our sonic screwdrivers. I'm, I'm doing the action now, even though no one can see it. And I can visualise the picture, yeah. Uh, it is online, yes. Um, that's right, ladies. Plentyoffish.com, it's there. Um, it really separates the girls I want to speak to. Picture of Fraser holding his screwdriver with his friend Des. Um, so yes. I do have a picture of Des and I. <laughs> um... Can, yeah, so if anybody does want to come uh, and talk to us about comics and games, uh, I'm playing one game at the moment on the Wii. I don't care if it's not cool. And that is Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Um, okay. I, yep. I was playing it because it seemed quite fun. I'm now playing it just to complete it. It's become a completely infuriating game where it's just like, um, okay, so you're three levels away from the end, but first you must do this ridiculous task. 
well done, yeah. you spent a day on that ridiculous task. Now here's another ridiculous task. I'm collecting musical notes in in a forest which has been flooded. That okay. That that that's it. I don't need to say anything else. And it's no. and I I have I've not switched it on in a very long time because I'm just like I can't be bothered swimming around from musical notes. I want no point. I want to stab monsters with my fake sword. Um. So yes, someone please come and talk better about computer games than I can because I don't have yeah. my Xbox anymore. I uh, I will get back into video games once my internet issues have been sorted out. So it's uh, do you, do you yeah. game? Um, I, I do game. I have uh, an Xbox 360. I have a PlayStation 3, and I have a PS Vita. You dark horse! I did so, not take you as a gamer. I am a gamer. No, I'm not like a hardcore gamer. I'm like, ooh, Destiny's out next week. I need to pick that up. I just play games that I just want to play. Um, the games that I'm par- part way through include Skyrim, uh, the first Borderlands. I've got all the Lego games, but Annette plays them all the time, so I just get to watch her playing Lego games. Um, I've got Borderlands 2 to pick up, uh, to play. I already own that. Uh, yeah, I play things like the Telltale Walking Dead games and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, I am a gamer, but I'm not like a hardcore gamer where I have to buy everything as soon as it comes out because well, I can't afford to. So. Well, I know. Every every month it seems to be. And now the new Nintendo 3DS, but this time with Mario. And now with Yoshi. And now with Zelda. While we're on about geeky things, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. And really? one of the ones I listen to is the IGN uh, PlayStation podcast Beyond. And it's on episode 381, I think it was. And the two the two main guys on that have been on it for like eight years. And they've now left IGN. And they announced it maybe a month or so ago that they were leaving IGN. So they were going to be handing the podcast over to somebody else. So this week they actually left and they did like a final episode. And you listen to it. It's poor bastard at the end. He gets so emotional. And he keeps going, bless him. So he's like, I'd like to thank all the listeners and this, that, and the other, and you've all mean so much to me. And he goes on for about 20 minutes, and he is crying his eyes out, bless him. He's in absolute buckets by the end of it, but he keeps carrying on. Aww. So I, I couldn't work out whether I wanted to just like send him an email going, really? You don't want to just record, re-record that <laughs> bit? Or fair play to you, dude, for carrying on. But it was the most emotional thing ever. Yeah, so, I was going to make yes. a joke. I was going to make a joke when you said they've been doing it for eight years. I was going to say, we're never going to make it to eight years. But then you told me yeah. the story about his sad sentimental send-off. Yes. And it's like, well, my, uh, my, my podcast, I've just entered my fifth year of podcasting. Really? So I'm, do- I'm doing quite well, yeah. Because I'm on episode, this, this would be episode 265 or 66 or something like that, I think. This is my 10th year of making films. Well done. Um, no, <laughs> definitely not. No, it is good. Yeah, it's uh, all it's all groundwork. That's what it is. Two, two, a year and a bit at college, followed by a handful of short films, followed by a web series called Night is Day, which was a superhero film, uh, web series uh, about a superhero called Jason McKenzie. That will haunt me forever. Uh, we, is that how you pronounce his name, Jason? Jason McKenzie. Here he comes. Right. That's a Scottish voice. Here he comes. Yep. Uh, at the American. That's like how Billy Connolly went. Jason, Jason McKenzie. McKenzie. You're Scottish. McKenzie. <laughs> oh, how do you know? Yep. I'll stop you. Bobby on the nose. Uh, 
Where's my improved? It's like when anybody ever says to me, it's like, do your accent. I'm like, I can't do my accent anymore because it's pretty much gone. They go, come on, say something Scottish. And they go, fuck off. (laughs) That's pretty much just, that's like the instant (laughs) thing that I just go to. Fuck off. So, yeah, I took a bit of a break, went and got a normal job, didn't sit me well at all. Made another series of 90s Day, which was completely too ambitious, where we went from let's make six 10, 15 minute episodes so you can shoot an episode over two days. This was before I worked on telly, so he just kind of did it as she went along. Uh, And then I was like, no, we're going to do seven half an hour episodes because you're just silly and young. Uh, we got there in the end, and then I went to the feature film a couple of years later to kind of wrap that all up. Went out to America, tried to sell it, got as a sales agent, and they got it must be about three years since a sales agent stuck it off her hands, and it's still in their hands to sell. And there's nothing you can do. The the rights are theirs. If it ever gets sold, they'll give me half the money, which will then go to the crew and cast who worked on it years and years and years ago. Sorry, guys. Um, and then I ended up working in the BBC, being a runner, being a researcher, doing that kind of gig, uh, still making short films. Um, and now I'm doing the web series, which is no offence to any of my previous work <laughs> or previous colleagues. Uh, this, this, is the, 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 this web series for me in particular is just lots and lots and lots of fun. Um, but we can talk about that later. Um, but yeah, 10 years, mate. 10 years. Nice. I've aged terribly. I'm only 20. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I didn't want to comment. But, uh, me too. <laughs> I, still, I still have a baby face. I don't care. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think in future episodes, obviously we're going to cover all the stuff we watch. Um, we're also going to delve into like Comic-Cons and stuff, because you and I have got a lot of Comic-Con adventures coming up in uh, 2015, which will be fun. Yes, uh, we'll just name-check them. Uh, Sci-Fi Wales. Sci-Fi uh, Wales. Oh, look at you, so. you're doing it. You're not doing it in chronological order. Oh, no, I'm doing it memento style. You, That's what you I'm doing rebel. Um, Pulp Fiction style. So we'll get MCM London in May, which I'm yep. looking forward to, because I can meet Felicia Day at long last and go, I love you. <laughs> I believe she's looking forward to meeting you I've as well. I've heard. Actually. She, tweeted, yeah, she okay. tweeted at me personally and said, Fraser, I'll meet you at Moonlight in the veranda. No, she didn't say that at all. Uh, and then we've got Sci-Fi Wales in September and Clandandau. That's probably pronounced wrong. In a uh, I would probably Clandandau. pronounce it Clan Clandandau. 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 Yeah, not Jill Dando. Jill Dando. Is it too soon? Yeah. Um, yeah it's a little bit. Uh, and then we've got um, MCM Scotland in my hometown. Uh, we shall edit that in out, otherwise they might be like, "Really, you forgot about us?" <laughs> yeah, and they might, they might phone you up and go, "Fuck off!" Is it, oh, you're not coming now. Um, you're not coming. <laughs> I, I love, I love conventions, and we'll get into that properly next time. But I love conventions because yes. all, all the geeks that we've been talking about, all the there's, there's a show for the geeks, um, and all the people who would listen to our show more than likely yep. will be at these conventions. And, it, exactly. and it's just yeah. nice to see people dressed up as their favourite characters. And Des and I had an absolute hoot uh, dressed up as a doctor um, because everyone else was dressed up as a doctor. And we'd just go around and everyone would go, doctor, 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 doctor. And it's just, <laughs> everybody would want to put, every, the photos are on my Facebook, um, which you'll need to 
ask to be my friend. It's not. It's private Facebook. Uh, but there's ton. Oh well, they're all on the Cops and Monsters Facebook page, I suppose. Um, yeah. uh, Which I'm guessing is Facebook.com/slash Cops and Monsters. By any chance? I think it is that simple. And on Twitter, yeah. it's Twitter.com/slash Cops and Monsters. Um, and the website is Cops and Monsters dot as in D O T com dot WordPress dot com because I couldn't afford the the domain. Oh no! Um, but yeah, uh, tons of photos of Des and I at conventions and that. That, that as a single geeky boy, that was quite nice. Nice. My favourite thing is uh, going to a Comic Con and being totally ignored by Craig Fairbrass. But uh, <laughs> right. you know. remind me, who was <laughs> remind me, because I was thinking about this the other day. Who is Craig Fairbrass? Who did he play in EastEnders? He was. He was. Uh, he was Dan Sullivan in EastEnders. He he owned a pub for a while, but most people seem to know him from Cliffhanger. He was the Cockney oh, uh, yes. person at Cliffhanger, a film which I love, but I don't love it as much now that I know Craig Fairbrass is in it. So. Um, yes, I uh, didn't meet the man. Uh, Neither did I, actually. No, he did <laughs> tell me to sod off and covered his face three times. That's but never horrible. Mind. There's no need to be. <laughs> anyway, that's no. not. That's not. No. Um, <laughs> um, so, yes, we're going to cover lots of Comic Con stuff and just tons and tons of geeky stuff, I think, over these. And we will easily make 10 years on this podcast, I think. Uh, or you might could not because you've disappeared. That was fantastic because I'm chatting away at this end. It's still recording. And I went, ah, of course we're going to make 10 years. Although you may not because I think you've gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would just say uh, Craig Fairbrass uh, com- compare his attitude to the Fonz, who was the nicest man in Hollywood. Oh, Fonzie told me he loved me, which was like amazing. Um, and that was cool. Yeah, yeah. no, love the Fonz. Plenty, it was cool. plenty of time for him. Um, and we'll, we'll, we wait with bated breath to see who else is announced. We will, because, and that's the annoying thing about the MCM ones. They just don't tell you. You go, I'm going to buy a ticket, because I'm going to go and see. Ooh. I don't know. I don't, it's like a lucky dip, isn't it? You buy your ticket, you pay for your accommodation, and you don't know if you're going to see anybody. I mean, maybe there's not going to be anybody there other than like you and Felicia Day. Yep. That's possible. It makes the green room seem fun for you, I suppose. Uh, yeah. If we get access to the green room. Um, we weren't granted it last time. Were you not? No, we were not. We had to, we had, sorry, we had to sneak up. Wow. We had to sneak up with Sarah Louise. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's nuts. So I wonder if Sci-Fi Wales, I wonder if they have a green room. I'm pretty... Um, Rob. <laughs> Yep. Ray, Rob. Yep. We love Rob. Rob, Rob is so cool. I feel. I feel like we're sometimes taking the piss with Rob. I. I do actually like Rob. I feel like I've known Rob. I feel like Rob's a friend, which is kind of weird because I've only ever swapped tweets and like one email or whatever with him. But he seems like such a cool guy that I feel like I've known him for ages. With Rob, I'm usually like, cool. my email is gonna go, Rob. Um, been thinking, <laughs> could we do this? And Rob would go, Yeah, sure. So, like, you know, Caitlin Blackwood, a.k.a. Young Amy Pond, a.k.a. Emilia Pond, um, mm-hmm. who's going to be in Cops and Monsters, uh, is going to be... Uh, this is weird. She's like, this will be my only convention. And she's booked about four or five more conventions. Um, wow. Bit of a stinger. Um, but I said to Caitlin, could you be on our Cops and Monsters panel? And she said, as long as that's okay with Rob. And Rob was more than accommodating. And We're like, Rob. We want Caitlin on our panel. And, He's like, okay, and you, okay. And you've also convinced him to 
do a speak Gelf panel? I know, and I don't quite know how that works. <laughs> um, so that was quite bizarre, but it's it's looking highly likely that it will be at least a 20-minute panel um, taught by Stephen Wickham, who's the Gelf in Red Dwarf, who will be teaching everybody how to speak Gelf. So that, that could be fun. Um, I do have to take some Oreo cookies to Rob. Because apparently he and his wife love Oreo cookies, so I'm going to be taking some Oreos for them. These, they've been awesome. these organizers and guests that you get your claws into, sir, is the yes. nicest way I can put it. Never see, yes. never see you coming. They don't see it. You just completely, Did... completely pull your cape over them and go, ha, 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 you're mine now. Let's do yeah, it. I, don't even, it's, I, I would love to say that it's something, it's like a tactic, but I don't even know how we do it. I think it's just you blurt stuff out and then they go I like that idea you're like what okay it's it's really weird there must be something I just do naturally I think uh, because I seem to be doing more and more of that with regards to like getting people castings and films and stuff because they'll go I'd love to be in that film and then I go to the film people oh somebody was asking me about your film earlier oh who was it I'm like that person next thing I know they're in it it's like what I don't <laughs> know how Have you... it's very strange well to meet you celebrity in TV show would you like to be in my web series yes oh wait a minute did that just happen yeah, it's and it's uh, I'm you know on the eighth of March, sorry, I'm going to be playing werewolf cult member in a film called Bad Moon Rising, and that was kind of like, can I be in your film? I don't mind just being an extra. And they're like, all right, and I went, can I put it on my IMDb? Next thing, it's on my IMDb. I'm like, how does this happen? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm glad it does, but it just it's very very surreal um a lot of the stuff i do it just it still freaks me out no end which is good there was a little bit of me when you said that you'd be playing werewolf cult member a bit of me went is that for me <laughs> did we agree this <laughs> they, uh, no no i just i just pulled the cape over and went Ta-da! exactly and 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 you're the lead amazing i am no but you did it with me though because when we were doing a podcast ages ago and you went how do you fancy hosting up i often tell people a story um how do you fancy hosting a panel i'm like okay and then i came off the call and i'm like what the hell did i just agree to i don't like public speaking it freaks me out and i did it and it was amazing and then we did another podcast and then you went we're doing a thing in london i went who's doing your thing in london you went you can do it i'm like that's exactly what i was after thank you very much um and it's very strange the reason I managed to rope you into such nonsense, and I, everybody said no, and no, not at all. I just all right. I, usually, usually in these situations, because we are representing ourselves, um, is that we no one offers to do a panel for you. You have to do it yourself, and I don't mind kind of doing it because I've I've done panels before in the past for Nighty's Day in particular. Um, and I happily can run a panel, but I don't want that pressure. I'm sorry. I'd much rather just listen to questions and answer them than try and keep it running. And you, you did an amazing job in MCON, um, despite the fact that MCON didn't have nearly enough people in the building at the time. <laughs> you, you might want to edit that out. Uh, no, no, yeah, that was nothing to do with that. That was to, that was to do with the queuing system of MCON. Yeah, I mean... Wasn't it? That was atrocious. That was a one-in, um, one-out. Um, yes. And, and then we were leaving about four o'clock in the afternoon. And there were still people queuing to get in, and the thing shot at five or whatever it was. God, yeah, we it's did. like, oh no. Yeah, we didn't stay till the end, did we? We kind of went, well, that's enough. Um, yeah, um, and you did a great job in London, and you kept it alive. Um, Thank you. And then we had a, a temporary host to replace you in uh, Scotland, but that was that was kind of MCM's own guy. 
Um, but we're quite fortunate in the fact that this is going completely off topic. We're quite f- fortunate in the still, f- still geek, it's still, still geek. geek in panels and conventions and co- it's the closest I'll ever come to hosting being on a panel at the Comic Con San Diego. Uh, no, we'll get you there. I'll get you there. Seriously, once I start getting Kevin Feige's Twitter name, I'm on the case. My honest, my <laughs> honest to God dream is to be in Nerd HQ with yeah. Zachary Levi, who is honestly my geek god, um, <laughs> and I'd love to be in a panel with him or that he hosts. I would love to be on their HQ. Um but but he did he did a great job that guy in Scotland. But we were we we're quite fortunate in the fact that people seem to want to ask us questions. Um yes. you, you know what they did in London though. In London at MCOM it was a nightmare because you're like, look, seriously somebody asked a bloody question for God's sake. Uh, and then we got asked a couple I think but it was it was like is anybody it, it was a it was a quiet it was a weird panel. There was about twenty of them. I think there was more of us on stage. <laughs> there was people. In no, there. there was. There was probably maybe I don't know, hundred, maybe two hundred people or something in a massive amphitheater. You and I remember that definitely. But yeah, we certainly do. I'm a I'm a publicist. It was millions. It was like Gladiator with Ridley Scott. Um, without CGI people, yes. but no, and a lot of that because people were tired because they just got in. They'd be queuing up for like five hours. I think yours was the first. We panel. were first on, then it was Red Dwarf, um, and then it was was it Red Dwarf yes. that was after that. We were, so we, we kind of got hurried off we were stage. Ushered out the door, you're done. Boom. Yes. Um, fuck off. Whereas <laughs> the London one hands, was busier, and we ran out of time, hands, and we had more questions, which was really straight cool. away. And in Scotland, it was the same deal. It wasn't as busy in Scotland as it was in London, but I think that was the nature of the beast. It's because I wasn't there. You weren't, you weren't there. Uh, I mean, we did quite well, but questions throughout the entire thing. And we're always asked, three for free, who, who is your, what is your favourite type of monster? Is it vampire, werewolf, or a zombie? Um, and do we like Buffy? Um, but in Scotland, we were asked... And this was about the fourth or fifth question in, and someone asked us, what is our favourite type of cheese? Wow. And we all kind of looked at him a bit funny, because we'd all just been asked what our favourite type of cheese was, and he goes, you guys seem a bit tense up there, so I wanted to break the tension. <laughs> like, I just said, my favourite type of cheese is that question. <laughs> if you go on YouTube and type in Cops and Monsters NCM Scotland, you can see it about two-thirds of that panel before the memory in my camera ran out. (laughs) My favourite question that I got asked at the the London VidFest one was by Sarah Madison. Um, I think it was either Sarah or Kirsty. I think it was one or two. And you were all lined up, ready to go on stage. And she said to me, she said, right, what questions are you going to ask? And I I looked at her and went, I have no idea. (laughs) And she went, I beg your pardon. I went, seriously, this is how it works. I have no idea what I'm going to ask you until I get up there. Uh, and it did work because nothing puts me... I, I've seen panels where they have lists of questions that, or lists of things that they're going to read out, and it, I, I'm so not a fan of that. That, to me, sounds like a Sarah question. It, I think it was, yeah. Sarah, who likes to embarrass me by telling me the story how before she landed her Doctor Who gig, she emailed me uh, to say that she was an actress and if I ever wanted to consider her for anything in an acting profession before that gets taken the wrong way, um, then I, I just had to let her know and apparently I didn't reply back to her. Oh, no. And she loves to tell that story. I would have just seen the fact that she was in Wales and I was like, well, I'm in Glasgow, so 
I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to hire an actress from Wales. And now look, I hire all the ones from Wales and England. Yeah. My show, my show was very diverse. We've got English, Irish, Scottish, and Welsh. Exactly. That's the start of a really bad joke. Um, is there anything else you wish to discuss? And I am not so much on this episode because we have tangented, which is quite good. But hopefully, we've covered a lot of stuff in your structure. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, kind of. I will go over my list if you don't mind. Uh, mm-hmm. which is my want to do. I had intros, which we did, yep. uh, what the show is, which we kind of covered on, talked about movies, talked about TV, we briefly touched on games and comics, we gave each other homework. I was going to talk about SNL, but that's only because I'm obsessed with it at the moment. And yep. <sighs> Not SNL. No, no SNL. That's a different show. That's a different show. 50 Shades of Geek. 50 Shades of Nerd! Uh, what, you know, a geek film, does it deserve to be a geek film? Um, which I don't think we covered. Well, no, we didn't. Um, and then random chat, which I think is more than covered. Um, so I think we've done the odd little bit of random chat. I think. So, does, what what film deserves to be considered? What does a film have to do to be considered a geek film? Is that what you meant? Um, I can't even remember asking that question. <laughs> he said one thing you want to do each each week. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's just like, what do you think would be like an ultimate geek film? So, for example, I'll pick the first one. Would you class Back to the Future as a geek film? Yes, time travel. Geeky. Yes. Um, and what's your thoughts? What's your? What, do you know any weird nuggets of information about Back to the Future? I know the one where it was actually set off to be a fridge. And, uh, and, it was and the time traveling, but they didn't want kids to get in. Climbing into fridges. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that they hired Eric Stoltz to play Marty. And they filmed with him for a few days and realised very quickly that it wasn't working out in Candom. Um, Did you know that you could still see him in the film, though? Where? In one shot. Do you know when the Libyans show up and it's like uh, Michael J. Fox, or so you think, dives into the DeLorean before he drives away? The actual shot of him leaping into the DeLorean where he kind of leaps through the air, that's actually Eric Stoltz. That's the only bit of Eric Stoltz that still exists in Back to the Future, ah, the movie itself. You know, it, <laughs> you know, you said that. I'm scanning my room for my Blu-rays because <laughs> yep. it is getting put on to see that. Um, yep. Whatever nuggets do I like? Uh, Michael J. Fox is filming Family Ties at the same time. So he'd be shooting all day on Family Ties and then going to Universal and shooting all night um, on Back to the Future. And yep. it is Back to the Future is definitely one of my all-time favourites. Same here. I saw that at the cinema on its release. I saw that at the cinema during its anniversary. <laughs> because originally when it was at the cinema, it didn't have that to be continued or to be concluded or whatever the hell it was. You know, the title thing. Yeah, the yeah, end. yeah. When they went, it's your kids, Marty. Something's going to be done about your kids. Yep. And yep. then it became... Uh, what you just said had it to be continued. This is- and I was quite surprised how many people didn't clock the fact that it was a different Jennifer in like the first one and the second and the third one until it sort of hit VHS or whatever. Nobody really went, hang on a minute, that's a different girl. I think, haha, I know, I have spotted my Back to the Future Blu ray. Um, I think, I think, I don't even think I noticed it, but my, what I remember is we didn't see them in the cinema because I, I think I would have, I don't think I was too young, I just didn't think we went to cinema as a family. And yep. we'd rent them from Ritz Video. Oh, God, yeah. Right, oh, good. I didn't know if that was a Scottish thing. Yeah, no, no, I remember Ritz. Yeah, um, yellow branded, yellow and red. Yep. And um, <laughs> but because like, these films would be like, the, the limited copies they would have 
of these films would go really quickly. And I remember we rented two and three back to back or something. Um, and we sat and we watched them all as a family. And I, I remember racing in the car to Port Glasgow with my dad and we'd get the film and then we'd drive down a bit and go to get the chippy and then drive home and we'd eat the chips and the fish and whatever. Can I also say I have uh, I have stood outside or sat outside the town hall um, in That's the Future. I have stood in the square of Hill Valley. You've actually stood in it. You if, we're, if we're doing that, and there are, again, there's pictures. I was in LA, darling. Being all yeah, so so was I. That's where I was, and I've dr- driven past the Lion Estates. Um, oh, that's like, cool. It's stone things. Um, how would you feel if they remade Back to the Future? Uh, oh God, that is one of the ultimate films, and I think there's like that and The Exorcist, where people would just on Jaws. The remake. You know, they're like the three films where people would go freaking mental the re- if they got remade. Didn't they remake The Exorcist? Well, uh, they made sequels, right? But they didn't like remake it. But I, uh, I don't know. I'd be. It's the whole remake, isn't it? Re- remake thing, and we can do a whole show on remakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you agree with them? Do you not? That's next week's episode. <laughs> um, I, don't, I wouldn't want to see one, but if they do it, then... They're doing a, mu- you know, they're, it, they're doing a musical. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they've done a cartoon series, which didn't last very long. Um, but, uh, one of the episodes is on the Blu-ray disc. Is it? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I was going to say something else about Back to the Future, and it's gone. Or was it just talking about geek films in general? Um, but yeah, Back to the Future is a very, yeah. a very, very good film. I think I think they've 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 teased remaking that now and again, but I think the uproar has generally scared them back I, into their homes. I don't think Spielberg and Bob Gale and the other one who was <laughs> Bob Zemeckis. Zemeckis, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I can see his face, couldn't see his name. Uh, I think they, they, I think they all kind of have rights over it, and I think yes. they would be very. I don't. I don't need. To, I'm happy with the adventures. How would you feel though about a Back to the Future four? Here's my plot, right? No, no Christopher Lloyd in it. Oh, go away! I'm not, because he's because he's old. I'm not, but you've but you would have Michael J. Fox in the role of the Christopher Lloyd type character. Um, no, no. No, no, he's he's not he's not sciencey. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He he's not, but he's so he could learn. He he, um, he stumbled into that time machine, and he, and I mean he stumbled into that time machine. Uh, I remember what I was going to say now, because uh, you mentioned Back to the Future, and I can tie it into SNL. There's a very yeah. very funny sketch of the additions for uh, Back to the Future. So it's the cast. Uh, it's famous actors and singers from the 1980s auditioning for roles in Back <laughs> to the Future and one of the players uh, is Eddie Murphy as Martin McFly and it is really it's really quite funny yeah I may investigate that because I'm going to try and uh, obtain this Saturday Night Live I think but uh, Back to the Future I think is to me the ultimate well one of them well, Star Wars another one but uh, is one of the ultimate geek movies I think and We've both agreed it deserves to be a geek movie. Yes, yeah, so into the Hall of Fame it goes. Yes. Um, and next week I I will pick a film that says, does it deserve to be in the Geek Hall of Fame? So Hell yes. be ready. Um, and I guess that's it. I think that pretty much is it. I'll, I'll find some funky theme music to do at my end. And uh, if you're editing it at your end, you can find some funky music to do it at your end as well. So um, who knows? <laughs> I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait and see how, how yours comes out. Um 
and I'll probably be happy as is, and I'll just shove it up online. Uh, but, but thank you to everyone who's listened to either episode 275 of Stuart Bannerman from Page to Screen movie podcast, yep. or yep. to you, those of you who are coming in episode one in the Geek's Basement. Um, yes. It's been fun. It's been fun speaking about movies and TV shows. It's it's a it's a hell of a way to kill an hour and a half. Um, it is, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, doing another one. And then in uh, in future episodes, I will avoid confusion by you know every time you say episode number two, number three, I'll be like, nope, it's 294, 296. I shall just neglect to mention episode numbers from my end, um, and then we'll just we'll. I think I'll know. just say, and on this edition of yes. Our podcast this this time we'll be speaking about I don't know why I'm doing Stewie Griffin doing it um, could be worse it could be Kermit the Frog not this time not doing it it could be I no I've got the voice to do a Kermit thing I would blow my voice box out I think so I, I could do it but no I'm not going to I'm going to behave um, yep. so yes thank you very much um, you're welcome have yourself a good evening I shall I'm going to put, and, on, uh, put on something to eat um, and I'm going to get Broad Church watched. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Cool, cool. Have fun. Take care. See you, later. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye bye. Change
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.